This is Henrik from Empire. You're listening to the as yet untitled rock show on Phoenix FM with Stuart Pink. This is Phoenix FM. You're listening to Phoenix FM with me, Stuart Pink, on a special edition of the as yet untitled rock show. It's our acoustic special, and I'm very excited to be joined by the incredible voice of Empire. Welcome to the show, Henrik Steenholt. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thanks. Very well. Not, not too well. bad, considering the, uh, the strange times we're in. Not yeah. too bad at all. Rather peculiar. Keeping well, that's the important thing. Yeah. So, certainly keeping busy. Yeah, yeah there's been... Uh, I don't really think we've, uh, we've slowed down at all. Sure, the, the gigs have slowed down, but we've had release after release after release. A few gigs, some live streams, and, uh, and plenty of other stuff going on. So, uh, no, it, it, you know what? It hasn't... Hasn't felt like it's affected us apart from the, the cancellations and the and the uncertainty. Everything else is business as usual, usual as far as I'm concerned. Yes, you're still moving, which is what we like to hear. Our, yeah. uh, our listeners will be well, obviously well familiar with uh, with Empire by now. You had your uh, debut album, Self Aware, which we loved last year. Uh, and we, Thank you. We uh, we caught up with Did in fe- in February. Uh, yes. You guys were all set to take the album out on tour, uh, festival spots, and all the rest of it. Obviously, twenty twenty didn't quite pan out <laughs> as as planned. Not exactly. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was really disappointing not to have so many of the the festivals and the, and the gigs. Uh, I, I guess in one way we were fortunate what we could fit in at the beginning of the year. We had we had a couple of gigs and we did a. Um, uh, we had a great day at Planet Rock Winter's End, like two weeks before the, uh, three weeks before lockdown. So we were pretty lucky to to get that in. And then off the back of that, we were go- yeah. we were invited to play main stage at Planet Rockstock um, in in December. That's oh, wow. um, that's not happening now. Um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be there next year. So uh, yeah, a lot of stuff has moved. But I think I think I hope for other bands as well that they feel about it like like, like we do is that. The stuff to be getting on with in the meantime and as long as you get to do the festivals you were going to do and and the, the tours are a bit different because you've got to really look, rebook the whole tour but a lot of the festivals are taking the bands that were on this year and just moving across to next year which i think is the honorable and nice thing to do yeah so and it seems to be working like that so hopefully this blows over we carry on next year and well there's a bit of a blurred bit in between but you know not too bad that's it, you've got to keep moving forward. And I, I say it's good that a lot of these festivals are keeping bands on for the next year, so it gives you what, one to aim for, one to look forward to in the can already. Yeah, it, it, exactly. There's, there's quite a few in there, and maybe, depending on what the travel prospect's about, especially some of the bigger festivals that might have European acts, if some of them can't get over here, maybe there's more space for the UK acts to, to you know fill a gap, so there could be more opportunities. Yeah. Um, in some of those festivals next year. I mean, European acts or even further afield, US acts. The, so, uh, yeah, m- more opportunities along with whatever we had lined in for, for this year. So, fingers crossed it'll it'll go back to plan. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. I, uh, I spotted a few days ago uh, you were able to pull off a, a socially distanced hometown gig recently. Yeah, we managed to do a couple. We did one in mid-August. We did one last weekend. And um, luckily we got a pub that we've been playing at called the black prince in northampton um we've done a few acoustic gigs there before across last summer maybe even the summer before that but um since then they've managed to get this massive outdoor marquee about 150 cap with uh, like 25 benches to, to seat you know six people oh, each wow. 
and um, it was a bit nippy. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. It was it yeah, was somewhat cold last Saturday night. Um, <laughs> and but considering how uh, how the restrictions are coming in, so I think fewer and fewer people are, are happy about going out. And the fact that it was it was cold, it was great to see so many Empire um, t-shirts and, and hoodies. We definitely shifted a few hoodies that evening because it was yeah, it's good for the pretty. merch if nothing else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we uh, yeah we managed to. I used to do that, and that's that. That was good. Whether we'll have anything else coming up this year, oof, I don't know. I mean, um, I have to see how things go. But yeah, yeah. At least we managed to get a few gigs in, which is which is more than some bands have have, uh, have managed to do. Um, just perhaps by because of the places that that we know we've had a good relationship with. The Black Prince is, is a hometown gig for us. We played with them before. The Waterloo with the electric gig just the weekend before that up in Blackpool. Um, they know us. We played there, I think, two or three times last year. So we just are happy to have had that relationship with some of the places that are inviting us back. And I know there are other places that are that are doing it and um, other bands are having those opportunities, but there's not enough places to fit in all the bands, unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of bands struggle because a lot of the, the smaller venues are struggling to get people in because because they're small and there's not a lot of space for people to socially distance in, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely the case. There's a, there's a few places that we would have been playing around here that just simply still aren't even going to try and put a, a gig on indoor or or outdoor because it's just they they can't they can't pay the band or they can't um, kind of police the the full socially distanced if they had a, a full house and uh, or do the table service. I appreciate all of those sorts of things, and it's, it's you know safer for everybody if if those places that can't do it don't don't try it don't, don't go yeah, wrong. Don't push it too far. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was it like for you performing to a live audience in in the middle of all this in these strange strange times? You know the weird thing is because everybody's sitting down, um, and yeah, and that no that's been pits. the case on yeah no there's, uh, we, we don't tend to get. I would be I would be, uh, be a bit of a more, character uh, yeah I mean I don't know Empire the sort of band where we're used to people standing and watching anyway and not like necessarily Absorbing. giving much of, yeah. Yeah, much of a reaction during the course of a song so that's pretty much the same people sit now and, and watch rather than stand and watch um so it's nice to play in front of a live audience again. It's certainly way better than playing in front of a, a camera with people sitting at the other end of the internet. I much prefer doing a, a live gig. Yeah. But because um, you can see the reaction and you know how many people are there. Live streaming, yeah, you might be able to see the counter and it says, you know, 100 people watching or whatever. But um, so was that fear it might go down or something in the middle of it? And... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, what, what, what happens then? So, uh, yeah. It, yeah, live audience, uh, much better. Thanks, <laughs> Good. Uh, during lockdown uh, and in the current climate, pretty much every band has, has obviously wrestled with their same sort of challenges. Some have been, you know, not even able to, to jam or rehearse. Uh, but you guys have been really one of the most impressive uh, in what you've managed to achieve in the last few months. Thank you. How how would you have you dealt on a, a personal level uh, and as a band with the the shift? That's um, that's a good question. Everybody's dealt in uh, differently. I think I've gone up and down uh, personally in terms of um, how I've felt about it. Uh, definitely got a bit of cabin fever back in when was it yeah. June time, something like that, where I was just like, okay, I need to need to get out. Um, 
did lead guitarists. Um, we were in a, a bubble relatively early on, not early enough to do the the first of the online isolation sessions, but you may have seen online that we managed to do uh, like the, the the album yeah. one year anniversary in not the pool quite room. a party. All to, yeah, exactly, all two of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, and then sounds um, like my leaving party. We, <laughs> yeah, it's good to be that popular, isn't it? Now. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that was uh <laughs> wasn't much of a party but it was still it was still good to do and i think we got a few people watching it but it wasn't really what we wanted to be able to do for the uh the one year anniversary of the self-aware that that really what we wanted to be doing a, a gig uh, yeah. in town somewhere so um so i think everybody's been dealing with it differently like grant's got a, the bass player's got a couple of children so um his day-to-day is is different to the rest of us you know none of us have got children and uh did music teacher he's been able to do some remote lessons and um come over to me for a bit of a bit of a break because of the the bubble early on and i've been able to go to to dids um Mm. although i don't think i actually went over to his place for the first three or four months uh and elliot who's a a scaffolder you know on on a day-to-day basis um i think he was furloughed so he basically started doing bird boxes and making shelves and using his creative skills in a in oh, a wow. different way in fact, i, I could i could see one of his bird boxes out of my window uh attached to the tree at the moment i'm looking at it but um so yeah he's got these you know he's got a, a wealth of talents in in other areas and i think that's one of the ways that he he dealt with it by uh making sure he was he was busy when he can't actually he can't play his full drums at home um so he's going to make too much noise so it, yeah, it's that difficult one. I've been fortunate enough to to have a setup at home where I can still write and and record and and sort of been trying to actually piece together bits of that over the course of the last few months to um, like getting a MIDI keyboard so I can kind of program some stuff as well as record the guitars that I could do already. So um, become yeah, your we've own all been musical just... expert at home. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. I still <laughs> I still be I still be handing over a lot of the stuff that we do. Um, when we sort of go into the studio the next time over to Neil, our pro- producer, to, yeah. uh, to sort out and make sound good. It's one of the reasons why Elliot didn't actually uh, appear on any of the isolation session stuff, because whilst I had all of his um, drum recordings, I am rubbish at mixing uh, <laughs> drums and making them sound good. Like guitars and, and the bass, yeah, I could do that. So you could hear, like, yeah. I was playing live and singing live, but, so doing my guitar parts and, and doing the vocals, and then I had Did and Grant uh, on backing tracks, basically, and, and a click in my ear with their tracks, so I was using in-ears so I could hear what they were playing and, and basically play along and sing over the top. Um, but when it came to, like, trying to include the, the drums, it was like, nah, this is just not going to sound good enough. I'm staring and well clear. Sorry, Elliot, never going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Elliot became a metronome just for that. Basically, that was <laughs> it. Yeah, just a little click track in my head. <laughs> Absolutely. That's interesting. So everyone's sort of adapted in their own way to deal with it. In All of you, really, as the same band, but different different methods of, of dealing with yeah. it. We'll have a, a listen in a minute to your, to your latest single, Only Way Out. Uh, but I was interested, what's it been like for you stripping back uh, some of your songs to the, to the bare bones and going going acoustic with some of your tracks. It's been good, and a lot of them came about as effectively acoustic tracks. Anyway, I tend to write on an mm. acoustic guitar. Um, sometimes I'll write stuff on on electric. I mean, thinking about the album, I think uh, I think my bad that started on electric guitar because it's it's only called my bad because it's actually the name of an effect on my effects unit. 
Oh, wow. um, and we just we just never we just never changed the name. We're just like, okay, let's just call it my band. We kind of like that. So we just yeah, we have stupid names for all of our um, tracks that are in the works, and um, all yeah. yeah, some of them, they started out mainly as as uh, as just guys' names. I think Homegrown was originally called Steve. So <laughs> Steve, yeah, brilliant. Yep. Um, <laughs> you have to uh, let me know when you get to a Stuart. Well, uh, yeah, we haven't had one. We've had a, we've had we've had a Steve. We've had a Colin. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what else we had. Off my head, but yeah, Homegrown started acoustically, and um, an only way out. I think that started just on uh, as as an acoustic track. So the um, it's still got the acoustic guitar on there, basically. With then did playing the piano over the top of it, and. Um, like just arrived at the, the previous single that started as an acoustic piece i'm pretty sure i found the original demo somewhere the other day and that was just me playing it on a on acoustic yeah. um and drive that might have started electric so they kind of mix and so some uh, of them you've had it, to strip back to the original but others you've had to kind of recompose a little yeah but it's been fun to to go okay this was what the original was like this is what the electric version's like can we enhance it can we improve it could it be a slightly different song and some of them have remained pretty much the same cut to the core is practically the same song just played on acoustics we do it almost identically as we would do electric drive is yeah. pretty similar with some different bits apart from did's new guitar part basically we were just playing around in the practice room one time having a having a bit of a practice and and did came up with this cool intro riff that's or just a cool riff that was going to put over cool the top riff. of it, and yeah, yeah, and we were like, we all like that. How about we, um, how about we put that at the start, and then you know, don't so don't have the drum intro like the full, yeah, just play that, and then we'll bring the drums in, and then just carry on playing it. Did, and it was like, yeah, we like that. Okay, we'll do that. So then you've got this signature riff now of drive that is different <laughs> to the signature riff in the electric version. So they all work differently and we just um, played around. But if, I think if it sounded good, then, and we thought oh, this is, there's a good reason to do this. It fits with the feel of the, of the new track. Then, then we did it that way. Yeah. Did you find any songs sort of took on a new meaning or a new lease of life uh, in an acoustic or as you wrote them in that way? Uh, drive is one of those ones. Um, I, and uh, at the moment, I probably prefer playing the acoustic version because it's kind of still new and fresh to yeah. play in the, the electric version. Um, and Only Way Out is just completely... Uh, it's this weird... Got its duality of the... Like, it's it's the, the same song. It feels just as emotional, perhaps even more emotional, but it's just completely different. It doesn't even play the same notes that I play during the opening guitar solos. On piano but it still sounds like only way out and i think that's the probably the, the best example of a song that is if you know the song it's instantly recognizable as the same song but they yeah. are quite far apart from um from each other but so similar in another way it's really weird yeah you have obviously an incredible voice uh but it must be kind of scary when you when your things are all stripped back and you're you're just out there with nowhere to hide and it's all it's all on you you know what i kind of prefer it because in a in the acoustic format we're never as loud um we or seldom as loud as we are electrically and it seems like there's more space and yeah i'm a bit more out there but i can normally hear myself and hear everything all the other parts and all the other guitars 
better because it's all clean there's no distortion yeah. there's nothing to kind of muffle the sound so in terms of actually pitching and and getting the tuning right of what i'm singing and just everything being a little bit cleaner it's it's probably easier to uh to to kind of achieve what i'm looking to uh, achieve normally i mean i'll say that i'll fall flat on my face next time we do it and hit some real dumb notes but um <laughs> but normally it was yes yeah it's it's yeah it's, <laughs> I, I doing the acoustic at the moment is is uh is, is a pretty nice thing to do I'm enjoying it. Let's let's have a listen to uh, to to one of those. What I think is one of the uh, the spine tingling kind of acoustic moments. Uh, this is your new acoustic single, Only Way Out. What could you tell us about about the track? It's um, oh, how can I describe Only Way Out? It's a kind of dark, melancholy, uh, somewhat fragile, I would say, song. But um, there's a there's a bit of a a twist in in the lyrics. I guess it sounds like the person is singing about a specific other person that they are the solution to all of their problems. Um, but the end of the second verse basically suggests that the only solution to um, your problems is your is yourself. So it's, it's kind of a song of self belief. Um, and then if you look at it that way, you could see it as if you're singing about or, or as if I'm singing about myself or those lyrics are you're the only way out um that it's talking about oneself so you can kind of again it's this like weird twisted version it yeah. sounds sad uh but it is um has a has a kind of positive message behind it so um fragile yet empowering at the same time yeah nice let's let's listen to it now this is Phoenix 98FM. Empire, only way out. And still with me is Henrik from Empire. Outstanding, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. I get goosebumps listening to it. You wrote it. You must get them like twice as much as I do. Uh, it's when, when, we, when we're playing it live, it's actually the response at the end of playing it live that is the, the time when I think we all get that. Um, it's. Yeah. I really like the fact that on Facebook and the people we've spoken to, and like you and some of the fans, and they said, "Ah, oh, this yeah, spine tingling gives me goosebumps." We've seen people crying in the audience, um, as we always say, hopefully for the right reasons, or at least you know, <laughs> it struck a, a struck a, a nice emotional chord with them rather than like turn <laughs> this off. Um, or, um, so that is, and. Uh, I never expected that a song that uh, I wrote in, uh, you know, you can't see what I'm standing, but I, I wrote it in, in my music room where I'm standing at the moment and uh, and basically wrote the whole of the first verse lyrics in the shower while I was really struggling to come up with the last sort of four or five lines as to what <laughs> it would be. Because it started just with the, the wailing kind of, oh, yeah. stuff. And, um, that came out of the shower. So that... Well, it, <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was uh, the fact of the nice reverby echo in a shower that kind of worked. But then to to get that kind of reaction when we stop playing it, uh, you know, the song ends and ends on that big long note, and then it probably gets one of the biggest applause of the night normally from a crowd that that knows us, and that is a that is a very special moment. We've caught a couple of those on on camera. Maybe one day we'll do a self-indulgent compilation just to watch for ourselves oh yes like 20 minutes of, of, of to, you know get those moments because that's, that's that's one of the things that we miss 
That's what um, you do it for moment. in life. Yeah, Same. and we it's just you know, this, it's not quite the the same in a in a room of fifty people or a place with fifty people in it compared to when uh, you got three hundred people all kind of uh, screaming and cheering and, and, and clapping after a after a song's performance. But also, you know, then you know they've connected to it. It's just amazing. Yeah, oh, it's a, a fantastic track. So intimate and, and raw. If if we weren't socially distancing, I'd offer you a hug. I reckon. It's... <laughs> Steady, Stuart. Come on, pull yourself together, man. So, as we've just heard, uh, you guys have been creating gold just while other bands have been uh, struggling to to adapt a little bit in the situation uh, we're in. What what would be your advice for other musicians who, uh, based on what you've learned and discovered over the last couple of months as a band, to to stick at it and and think of what you can do while you're in this situation while we're all in this situation and and an ever-changing situation we um we from the outset okay we were we were fortunate enough to have recorded uh, the acoustic tracks beforehand uh back at the back end of last year so we knew we kind of had a release plan going forward but we hadn't been doing any writing we'd never live streamed a thing before in our our lives with you know um, or put videos together or done our little sort <laughs> of empire at home. Yeah, yeah, Elliot filming, doing his bird boxes, me making burgers, did doing guitar lessons <laughs> um, like online and uh, and that sort of stuff. So that was a steep learning curve to try and put some of that stuff together. But we had a bit a bit more time on our hands. Okay, all of us were, were working at the, the same time as we'd normally be doing. We all got the, the day jobs. So, but we weren't out gigging. So it was a case of for other bands, um, yeah, times are times are tough, aren't they, for everybody? But if you can, the time you're not spending gigging, spend it writing or or researching how to do, uh, you know, more stuff on Facebook or YouTube or wherever else, or uh, doing interviews if you if you possibly can, if you if you can get in touch with the people or get have a nice <laughs> PR team who who managed to, to to sort those sorts of things out. And, yeah, come on, my show. Happy um, we're always. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's it's great. We we like doing uh, doing interviews and talking to people and getting the word out there. And we really appreciate everybody's support of the people that want to want to talk to us. So uh, yeah, more than happy to to do it. And um, there's uh, as I was saying, we saw this as a as as an opportunity. We just looked at it in a in a different way. It's not really got us down. We that's hopefully why it looks like we're just going from strength to strength and producing more material and. And more videos and all that sort of stuff because certainly yeah so other so many other bands are, are not been able to do that it means there's got to be a gap in the market hasn't there absolutely <laughs> fill it yeah <laughs> well you can and uh top tip take more showers regularly i suppose if you want to write songs like only way out that might make people cry <laughs> take more showers <laughs> he's been in that shower ages what is he doing in there <laughs> yeah well it's a six minute 26 song so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, looking forwards, obviously without a crystal ball, uh, it's a little bit tricky to predict what's coming up uh, the, the near future. What's coming up for uh, Empire? What's new in the Empire camp? Um, well, we uh, th- there's there's going to be some more some more acoustic stuff. That's for that's for sure. Um, in terms of like the whole like live stream thing or whether we're going to have any um, any gigs this side of Christmas, I don't know. We're kind of um, tackling that just 
as it comes. There have been talks about like other offers, but I think there's a bit of skepticism as to whether some of those gigs are actually even going to happen, given the fact of certain places sort of going into yeah. into lockdown and and how things could get I get worse. But too much that you can't get yeah, there to do. Um, exactly. So. Um, but we're still investigating all of those options. So there could be more live gigs, um, there could be more live streams, uh, there should be more videos. And even if it's not sort of things that we can do that are kind of glossy videos, like the only way out video is, then we'll be producing something, you know, um, for example, this week, and uh, I think it was Monday evening, we had the only way out track by track out. So the guys, came around to the pool room uh, a few weeks ago and we'd already put out on our fan group and through our mailing list, uh, submit some questions you got about Only Way Out and then we'll field all of those or as many as we possibly can during the course of like a, a 20 minute session. So then we put that out, we put it out on YouTube, put it out on Facebook and um, there could be more of those. If there's enough demand for it, people want to see the other content and hear about another song, you know, Cut to the Core or New Republic or whatever it is, then we'll do some some more of those. Um, I think our general rule is that whatever we whatever we can do or whatever's you know if there's more and more restrictions we will just find other things that we can put out to show people we're still active and also give them hopefully some entertainment because if you're stuck at home and you can't do anything and everybody's potentially feeling a little bit down hopefully 10-20 minutes looking at a video or hearing about something that you, you do enjoy might make you feel a bit better absolutely oh, it's getting us through it absolutely we've, we've been enjoying it any designs on, uh, on album two? We're writing. Uh, we're, we're writing stuff at, at the moment. Um, can't give you any any sort of timescales. The studio that we normally record in is um, is being fully refurbished at the moment. A complete overhaul, and oh, wow. uh, it's likely that it'll be this, the studio we go back and do uh, uh, album two in. There are a few cool. tracks in the work. There's one track that's pretty much done. That's a track called Road to Nowhere. We played that for the first time at the Blackpool gig just a couple of weeks uh, weeks ago. Um, that's Fantastic. another one on the sort of more rocky end of Empire. It's, um, as normal with us, you know, it kind of, it, it, it changes as the song goes on and there's some different bits to it, but it's more at the rocky end. Um, but yesterday, Grant and Did were, uh, they, they were around mine yesterday evening and we were working on a, on a much softer track. So, you know, the chances are it will be similar to self-aware in terms of you'll have some heavy stuff. There will also be some soft stuff. There'll be some short songs that may well be some seven to 25 minute length songs. <laughs> Excellent. The full spectrum. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, when it, when it arrives, it depends on when we can get uh, enough songs together to at least uh, go into the studio record get a few tracks down um normally we will split the recording up into a few different sessions over the course of a number of months so yeah maybe you get to see it 2021 again it depends on you know if we're not gigging but we can still get into a practice room and have plenty of writing sessions the sooner we can get back into the the studio but um when you're also going through a release schedule like we're doing at the moment uh, as much as i'd like to be able to focus on writing all the time <laughs> simply can't do that because we're doing so much of it ourselves like the only way out video i edited that myself wow. basically it was just me didn uh, and our, our friend derek um who's who's an amazing pianist funnily enough while we were setting up so i was setting up all the lighting in the room where we filmed yeah and uh, derek's like concert level pianist he's just playing <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> anything from chopin 
to <laughs> Vanessa Carlton on on this uh, on this grand piano. And did um, going, no pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's like he's just begging to get onto the. Well, actually, yeah, he wasn't uh, he wasn't too worried about the pressure. He knows Derek. Uh, they pretty much grew up together, so he just couldn't wait to to kick Derek off. That Derek picks up the camera and did <laughs> start playing. Uh, little did we know that piano was apparently worth 140 grand. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, glad I didn't scratch it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, don't head back on that one. Yeah. Don't go full Jamie Callum on it, will you? <laughs> well, or even Slash November style. Stand on it. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> or at least edit out the video yeah. if you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there is definitely no footage though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, th- it's like we- we've got so much. So much going on um, that want to be able to spend some more time writing. But the stuff in the works, and we'll just have to see. It, you know, it, it arrives when it uh, when it arrives. We're not we're trying not to feel too much too much time pressure at the moment, but also trying to keep everybody entertained with a constant release schedule with all the uh, acoustic stuff. Absolutely, you can't you can't hurry this stuff. We look forward to getting in there when it, when they've sorted all the new kit out and you can try it all out. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get back into that studio. Yeah. I've seen some stuff on YouTube; it looks epic. So get all yeah, the new toys. <laughs> yeah. Well, when things return to normality, uh, it would be an absolute honour to to have you come do a live session for us, or uh, come come visit you in a pool room. Hopefully, we we could make that happen. Oh yeah, it may well be something that we can uh, we can arrange. Um, that all, I mean, oh, you know, be be nice if we go over to your neck of the woods. I don't think we've really ever. Trying to think of a when we've when we've played, come dance in your area. Yeah, exactly. It we it's not that often we've managed to get down there. Uh, we, typically, we're in the sort of been playing in uh, you know central London, Midlands, and um, northwest. But uh, yeah, if right. we can actually get a tour together, we'll be travelling the country, but so we might actually have opportunity to do that all over the globe. I'll come see you in in South America. I hear you have a few fans. <laughs> We have got some fans in South America. We had a, also in um, in Australia. We, uh, like some guy messaged us <laughs> the other day. I think he put a comment on on one of the videos saying, "I've been in touch with I don't remember some touring company." So that like asking that when Black Star Riders come to Australia to bring you with them. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Cool. Nice one. <laughs> Can everyone else please just go and message touring companies and bookers and say like, <laughs> you know. You know, whoever, you know, next time Alter Bridge are out, do you want to bring Empire along? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> just, just every band, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how, we can, how we can add yeah. you to the list of. <laughs> It'll be great. Fantastic. Well, Henrik, thanks for chatting to us, and, uh, and thanks for keeping oh, us entertained. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, yeah, th- thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for having me on. It'll be great to chat, Stuart. Hi, this is Stuart Pig. Thanks for listening to my podcast. This is just one episode. The podcast now features literally hundreds of guest interviews with fascinating people from every walk of life, ranging from the future stars of music, comedy icons, film stars, to community heroes, legends of rock, school kids, and 104-year-old chicken farmers. It's all going on, and you can hear it all at phoenixfm.com. Or if you subscribe to this podcast, just search for Now You're Talking wherever you get your podcasts from. Phoenix 98FM. Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews. Check the events for your area and listen to great radio online.